You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Today's episode is one that I've been alluding to for a few episodes now, and it's going to be about the big rocks. So this is the term that we use at EA Coaching to describe the few behaviors that make the biggest difference in your results. Something that I've noticed over the years is that a big part of why so many women don't successfully lose weight and keep it off is because they're very distracted by trying to do all the things at once. It feels like you need to overhaul everything that you've been doing. And as a result, you get caught in that kind of all or nothing lifestyle where you're either gung-ho, super motivated, making all the changes at once, or it all falls apart and you're doing nothing. And what I've found is that when you strip away all of the pretty insignificant things and learn the few things that you should be focusing on, everything gets so much easier. It feels much more doable when life is happening around you. So that's what we're going to talk about today, what the big rocks are and how to start doing them. So I want to start off with a little bit of an introduction to tracking food, because I think there are some misunderstandings about the role of this and how helpful it can be. So I want to just give kind of the disclaimer that if you have an eating disorder or a disordered eating past, this may not be the best thing for you. In general, I think food tracking is the most valuable tool to learn about what you've been doing, learn what you need to be doing differently and reach a goal while setting yourself up for success to maintain it without tracking. However, like everything, there are going to be people that this is not applicable to. So if you know that documenting what you're eating is a major red flag for you, this is probably not the episode for you. So that aside, I'm going to assume that if you're still listening, you don't have a problem with tracking what you're eating. The reason I think this is such a big deal is because becoming aware of what you have been doing, what your current habits are, is the absolute most important first step. If you don't know where you're starting, you don't know what needs to change in order to get you anywhere different. So step number one is just documenting a week of normal eating. And there's a little bit of an asterisk by that just because when you start to document it, you start to pay more attention and think twice about some of the things you'd been doing. So it's fine if your diet changes slightly when you start accounting for what's going in your body. But point being, you want to kind of get a handle on like, what is the norm for me? What are the behaviors that I've been engaging in that have led me to where I am? So you got to get your baseline. I make a lot of comparisons with clients to how tracking food is like paying attention to your finances. So whether or not you look at your bank statement doesn't change how much money you have or how much money you've spent or how much money you make. It's just a written record of what's happening. So you can choose to turn a blind eye to it, to never look at your statement, just kind of cross your fingers and hope for the best. But then you can't be shocked if 
you're spending beyond your means or you're not saving as much as you had been wanting to. The information is right there for you to look at and then make a plan to make changes. But you need to be willing first to sit with the discomfort of being confronted by your current choices. And that's the number one hurdle that I see with tracking food. The main reason that you haven't been been consistent with it is because you don't like seeing what you've been doing. You don't like having to acknowledge the fact that you're eating way more than you realize, that you're snacking after dinner, that you're eating double what your body actually needs. And that's fine. It's, it's okay for that to be uncomfortable. Nobody likes being confronted by, by things that don't feel good. But you need to acknowledge that if you want something to change, that's probably a necessity. So again, the documentation of what you're eating isn't actually changing anything. It's just helping you develop the awareness to make the changes going forward. So once you have started tracking, there's a lot of ways that you can get kind of distracted by things that don't matter. So what we do with clients is focus on three main metrics and as a result, three kind of main behaviors. So number one, calories are king. Whether you like it or not, they matter. They're not the only thing that matters, and I'll get into that in a second, but they matter. Every single diet out there works because it helps you be in a caloric deficit. There are a lot of different ways to skin a cat. So you can be in a caloric deficit because you have gone keto and you've eliminated carbs in your diet, mostly. You can create a caloric deficit because you are intermittent fasting and now you're only eating six hours a day. You can create a caloric deficit because you have eliminated animal products and now you're eating less. Every time you lose weight, it's because you have created a caloric deficit, whether it has been intentional or not. I think the best way to learn how to maintain a healthy weight long term is to eat in a way that doesn't feel like you're restricted by a diet. So nothing is arbitrarily off limits. You're not saying, I love sweets, so I'm going to give up sugar or anything like that. You're learning how to incorporate in your favorite foods into your day-to-day life so that the way you're eating when you lose weight is a way that you enjoy. So it makes the process better, makes you more likely to stick with it. And then once you do reach your ultimate you know, goal weight, for lack of a better term, you just keep eating similarly because you've enjoyed how you've gotten there. So your calories matter. That's the first thing to pay attention to. And tracking accurately becomes very important here. I'll probably have to do an entire separate episode about the issues you might run into with tracking because there are a lot of them and they can be really frustrating. But one of the main things to know is the more accurate you are, the better. So at least in the beginning, use a food scale, because if you are just estimating, you're saying, oh, that looks like half a cup or things like that, you're potentially have this big margin of error that could be causing a lot of frustration down the road. So be as accurate as you can and make sure that you're tracking everything. It can be really frustrating when you're documenting 1200 calories and you're wondering why nothing is happening when in reality you're just overlooking or being inaccurate to the point that you're eating at maintenance so enough to keep you where you are but you're you have this disconnect between what's happening and what you're documenting so number one is to get consistent with your calories we provide starting targets for all of our clients what you can do if you don't work with us if you do we have foundations open right now 
we've got some room for one-on-one clients, but ultimately you want to see kind of your current average. If you have been gaining or maintaining, you need to subtract from that. And ultimately you just want to sort of pick a starting point. You want to be eating as much as possible while getting results. And you want to hit that number consistently. So calories first, before you worry about anything else, a lot of you are going to start doing that and realize that it's not super hard for you to eat X number of calories, that feels relatively easy, in which case you would move on to big rock number two, which is protein. If you're finding that your calories are all over the place, like you're under eating during the week, you're overeating over the weekend, you would want to spend some time just getting consistent with calories. Again, we're, we're talking foundational behaviors here. So you really want to spend however much time it takes to ingrain each step so that you're not building on this wobbly foundation feel really sturdy with the first thing, then add the next thing on top of it. So you've got your calories first, you got your protein next. So there are a few reasons that protein is so important when you're trying to lose weight. One is just kind of a bonus, but it's the, it has the highest thermic effect. So essentially it takes the most energy to digest and absorb protein as opposed to carbs and fat. So the net energy gain from eating protein is less than the other two macronutrients. It's not a huge deal. But nice little bonus. The two main reasons are, number one, it's the most satiating of the macronutrients. So it's going to help you feel satisfied even when you're eating less food. Super important so that you're not just a hungry monster all the time. And then the second reason is that eating a substantial amount of protein helps your body retain muscle and potentially even build muscle while you're losing fat. At the end of the day, when you say you want to lose weight, you mean you want to lose fat. If you wanted to lose weight, you can just take a big poop, you can cut off a limb, you can sweat a whole bunch. What you ultimately mean is that you want less fat on your body. So sparing the muscle that you do have is really important for that. So protein anywhere in the range of about 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. With this though, when you do your baseline week, you want to take a look at where you are now and set incremental goals to get up to that kind of ultimate number. You're not expected to double your protein overnight, but you do want to make steps in that direction week over week. Some of you might be thinking that number is super high. I'll just briefly touch on that. So the reason there's so much confusion around this is that the RDA for protein is about half the recommendation I just gave. It's about 0.36 grams per pound of body weight. And that is because the RDA is to avoid deficiency. So the negative health consequences of under eating protein, which yeah, good. You want to avoid being deficient and stuff, but avoiding deficiency is not the same as an optimal intake. So the research, the body of research right now suggests that basically double that is more appropriate for active adults trying to lose weight. So that's where that comes from. So you get your calories squared away first, you get your protein squared away second. The third and kind of final frontier on the the food front that we work on with clients is fiber. And this catches a lot of people by surprise because you're probably wondering like, well, what about carbs and fat? If you're enjoying this episode, I want to invite you to join us in Foundations. Foundations is our six-week group coaching program designed to help you remove every obstacle standing in between you and the weight loss you're after. Learn how to overcome the overwhelm of getting started, stop buying into BS that only yields short-term results, and learn how to master the big rocks you need to lose the weight and keep it off without sacrificing your quality of life in the process. 
Whether you want to lose 15 pounds or 150 pounds, we can help you in foundations. For all the info and to join, go to estherevent.com slash foundations. Ultimately, what if you look at meta-analyses of the body of research, it, they suggest that when calories and protein are equal, the results of people on a low-fat, high-carb or high-fat, low-carb diet are pretty much the same. So at the end of the day, your calories and your protein are what matter most. And as far as your carb and fat ratios go, what matters more there is that you're eating in a way that you enjoy and that you're incorporating foods that will make this sustainable. So for some people, that may be kind of an obvious one or the other. For some people, it might vary day to day. doesn't really matter. So we don't even really focus on those two numbers unless one is like drastically low for no reason. So for example, you do want to have kind of a minimum amount of fiber for hormonal health. So if, if your fat number is consistently super low, like you're just barely getting fat sources, we would address that. But for the most part, if you're taking in a moderate amount of carbs and fat, like it's fine. Don't stress about it. The reason we add fiber is because it will help you improve the quality of the foods that you're eating. So I said at the beginning that calories are king. They matter a lot, but they're not the only thing that matters. So ultimately, losing weight and being healthy are not synonymous. There are likely a lot of benefits to your overall health that you will realize just from losing weight. But there are plenty of people who lose a bunch of weight in really unhealthy ways and end up worse off than they were before. So it's really important to me that our clients are both reaching their goals in ways that they enjoy and improving their health. So one of the ways that we do that is with the focus on fiber. So if you're shooting for about 21 to 25 grams of fiber per day, that's for women, men's, men's higher, shoot for about 38. If you're <laughs> gray or my dad, who are probably the only men listening to this, um, so you will notice that if you are, if you've done your baseline week, that your fiber is probably closer to like 10 or 15 grams on average. So it's a big jump. And that's because we typically undereat produce, fruits, veggies. And by giving you a fiber target to focus on, you're going to have to start leveling up those choices. You're going to have to start thinking, Ooh, where am I going to get some fiber from? Which means you're going to be getting fruits, veggies, whole grains at most meals. And um, this is usually the biggest hurdle. People think protein is going to be the hardest, but that kind of comes more easily. And then fiber is, like I said, what I consider like the final frontier that takes more intention kind of on a daily basis, but is totally doable. And you will very most likely be feeling much better, having more energy, having better bowel movements, feeling less hungry when you make fiber and protein your priorities. And that's really all that we focus on for nutrition, calories, protein, fiber, do those consistently and the results will follow. The other big rock is strength training. So we give our clients strength training workouts. We have some of you have probably seen our movement hierarchy. That's a little pyramid. It's got three, I don't know what you call layers, I guess. The base is daily movement, just in the form of like steps, stretching, playing with your kids, just moving your body. The middle what did I just call them? Layer? <laughs> the middle layer is strength training. So you should be strength training two to four times a week. 
heavy for you weights and following a progressive program that challenges you to do a little bit more or a little bit better each time you work out. So that might be increasing the weights that you're using. It might be increasing the volume. It might be increasing your time under tension. It might be improving your form. There are a number of ways to do it, but strength training is very, very important when you are trying to lose weight and change your body composition. So that's kind of our, our movement big rocks, our daily steps and strength training. So steps, there's no 10,000 steps a day is like an arbitrary number. That was just kind of like a stretch goal for most people. Nothing magic happens if you t- get 10,001 and nothing terrible happens if you get 9,999. The point is just to make a concerted effort to move. So personally, I... Some days I get over 10,000, but that's not really ever my goal. It has been before, and I found that it was just kind of too much. I would stress over it, and it felt like it was kind of taking over my life. Something, you know, walking should be kind of a stress reliever. And I found that I would spend so much time, like, trying to figure out, okay, I'm on pace. Oh, I'm behind. Now, when am I going to go for a walk? I found that if I shoot for a minimum of 6,000, I pretty easily get over that and kind of a good day for me is like in the in the eight to 10 range. And I find that that requires me to be intentional, but not like move heaven and earth to get it done. So your step goal should be something similar. Take a look at your baseline. Now you've probably got a smartwatch or a Fitbit or whatever. See what you're currently doing and add from there. Strength training two to four times a week. Those again, those are the movement big rocks. We've got a couple sort of lifestyle big rocks that we focus on that are not directly making or breaking your results, but can have a huge impact on how easy it feels and what your results look like. So the first one is sleep. If you're not sleeping enough, your hunger hormones are all out of whack. I'll do a whole separate episode on sleep, but you're going to be hungrier. You're going to probably eat more or it's going to be harder for you to not eat more. You're going to be tired. So you're not going to put out as much during your workouts. If you even do your workouts, it's just a whole cascade of negative effects of not sleeping. So that's a lifestyle factor that we stress and and work on with clients. And then the second is stress and how you're managing that stress. So again, this can have a, a huge impact on your hormones, your hunger and fullness cues. And can cause your body to be retaining water, masking any fat losses that's happening, and can be very, very frustrating. We've actually had clients who, through a combination of overtraining, not managing stress, were being really consistent with their food and not seeing the expected results. And after scaling back the intense cardio, after really implementing stress managing strategies, the scale started moving at kind of a a normal rate. So these two are not to be overlooked. They're not super sexy, but they do make a big difference. So that's really what it boils down to. Those big rocks and doing them consistently. So on the nutrition front, your calories, your protein, your fiber. On the movement front, your steps, your strength training. And on the lifestyle front, your sleep and your stress management. It's that simple. It is not always that easy. And what you'll notice is if you're not doing these things consistently, that's where sort of this overarching layer comes in, which is your mindset. If you are not doing these things consistently, they've just been laid out for you. These are the things you need to focus on. These are the things you need to be doing day in and day out. 
if you're not doing that, then there's some sort of mental block that is preventing you from following through on these actions. And that's what needs addressing. Why aren't you doing these things? If you know what to do and you're not doing it, that's the issue that needs addressing. Is it a lack of understanding how to implement? Is it a lack of you know boundaries and making yourself a priority? What exactly is the hurdle? Is it just that you don't think it's going to work? Is it you don't think that you're going to do it for long enough that it's going to matter? Do you just not believe in yourself? That's ultimately what needs the deciding. So hopefully this is really helpful for you and you know exactly what to be focusing your energy on. If you're hearing this stuff and you're like, okay, you say it, it sounds simple, but I, I need some guidance. I need some help kind of following through. I want it laid out for me. When should I be focusing on what? How exactly do I do it? How do I increase my protein and fiber? How many calories should I be taking in? What should I do, be doing for strength training? This is exactly what we cover in Foundations, our six-week group coaching program, and enrollment is open now. If you're watching, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is, I think, January 4th, enrollment is open now. If you're watching, listen, listening to this in the future, it might be, I'm not sure, reach out to me and we'll we'll figure it out. But this is exactly what we do. We spend six weeks one by one, building the blocks of your foundation. We set your starting targets for you. We give you literally every resource and all the support in the world that you need to start doing those things consistently. We give you the workouts. We show you how to do them. We go over the sleep and stress management. We talk about the importance of consistency. We address the mental blocks that you're having. We have coaching office hours where you can pop in, get questions answered by your coaches, get any sort of coaching you need on whatever kind of you're facing. And the ultimate goal is for you to establish this really stable foundation so that you can continue to go forward on your own or with our club program afterwards and achieve these big goals without feeling overwhelmed, without feeling like it's a major struggle or sacrifice, and without feeling like your life needs to revolve around weight loss. We want you to be able to enjoy your life, eat the foods you love, and reach your goals. So if that sounds interesting to you, check out estheravant.com slash foundations. And like I said, enrollment is open now. And uh, if you're if you're a future person, we'll we'll see where we're at enrollment wise, but the website would be the same, estheravant.com slash foundations. And I hope this was really helpful for you. I look forward to our next episode and hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all, I appreciate you being here. One way you can help this podcast succeed is to subscribe, rate, and review it. If you don't mind doing those things, I would love to thank you with a copy of our weekend survival guide designed to help you have weekends you enjoy that don't set you back from reaching your goals. Just send a screenshot of your review to admin at estheravant.com and we'll send it over. And don't forget to check out estheravant.com slash foundations for all the info about our six-week group coaching program, Foundations, designed to help you remove every obstacle standing in between you and the weight loss you've been after.